Good evening. You've got me again, and this time I'm laying in the bathtub. I know some of you are laughing about that, especially those buddies of mine over at the Blue Collar Podcast. That they're sorry, the Blue Collar Philosophers Podcast. That think it's funny that I listen to their podcast in the bathtub. But my back is absolutely destroyed, so I spend some time in the tub. And I guess we'll see what the acoustic sound is like in the bathtub here. So, we are coming up on almost a month since I released my first episode here. And I'm pretty happy with the results so far. Getting some good positive feedback from... Those of you that are listening out there, but uh, I want to ask you guys if you could share it, like it, and comment on the podcast. Let's get those numbers up, and hopefully that'll help this grow a little bit more. Um, I think I've got it figured out now, how I'm going to be able to get it out onto a few more uh, platforms here. So that you guys won't have to have the Podbean app to listen. And I'm hoping that'll get a few more of my friends listening. Namely, Cody Funk. Because he's a crybaby. Because Cody Funk is one of my best friends. I've known him for a lot of years. But he is a whiny baby. And uh, says, I don't have... Enough memory on my phone to download another app. So, since I don't think he still has listened to a single episode, we're going to get onto a couple of stories about that uh, big greasy Mexican bastard. So, me and Cody met when fuck, I would have been probably about fourteen. He was uh, friends with a bunch of guys I knew. Oh, and he did give me permission to use his name, so um, he says he's got nothing to hide. Well, like me, he has no reason to hide anything because we've been pretty open and honest with everything out there, but he's got to be careful because he's a grandpa now, or very soon to be a grandpa. I don't remember if the baby's been born yet, but uh, my 16th birthday party. We were having a barbecue at my place and drinks and hoots and I think that was about it, but I'm not sure. There might have been mushrooms kicking around. And uh, I was living in this townhouse and we all decided we wanted to go over to the school to play football. And Cody Funks was always bigger than me. Oh, now he's really bigger than me. He's a Big fat fatty. <clears throat> but we were playing football and uh, I went to tackle him. And another friend, I can't remember if he gave me the go ahead to use his name or not. So I won't yet. But I tackled Cody and he landed wrong. And then this other friend kind of got involved somehow and Cody's arm ended up broke. And. The girl he was dating at the time, she was pregnant with Cody's second 
kid. Yeah. So with his second kid, she was fucking livid because she was pregnant and his arm got broken. And the guy that I won't use his name yet. He, uh, claimed for years he had nothing to do with breaking Cody's arm because Cody was so pissed off about it. But now, years later, he's trying to take all the credit for it after Cody wanted to beat on me and bug me and, yeah. But one thing about Cody, when we were younger and stuff, I remember outside of one of the bars at home, he never fucked with Cody. Cody was a scrapper. <laughs> So we're standing outside of one of the local bars, and this guy, he's beacon and beacon and beacon. And Cody just looks at him and says, stop it. And Cody starts taking his sweater off. He gets one arm out of his sweater, and he says to the guy, enough. But he keeps beacon. He's, Cody continues to take the sweater off. And he's just about got it off. And he looks at the guy and he says, I said, that's enough. No more. And he didn't fucking quit. <laughs> so Cody kept taking the sweater off and he got it all the way off. And he looked at him and said, that's it. No more. Last fucking warning. Oh, but he kept beacon and Cody just laid the boots to him. That was the type of guy Cody was. He'd give you lots of warnings, but you didn't listen. Yeah, you'd learn. <laughs> So, I'm kind of picking on him right now. I'm trying to think of some good Cody stories. Um, well, I think one of my favorites. <laughs> I told you guys about my bully. Well, one night when my bully was living with me, we chased him out of the house. And I'll tell you that story. He chased himself out of the house because of a girl. And I'll tell you that story on another episode. So me and Cody and a bunch of us other ones were in the house joking, laughing, making fun of the bully because of everything that was going on. And Cody kept sneaking out of the house to go and give my bully a, to go and give my bully a drink here and there. And Cody was drinking tequila straight out of the fucking bottle and then whiskey straight out of the fucking bottle. And, uh, I went outside for, I think it was this, this night anyway, I could be wrong, but I went outside for something or a liquor store run or something like that just before the liquor store closed or was going to get off sales. And I come back and Cody Funk is in my living room with everybody and I can hear everybody fucking laughing as I walk up. And in my trailer that I owned at the time, you walked into the porch there was a bedroom straight ahead, and then there was three steps up to the living room, and the living room was at the front of the trailer. Normally, my blinds were, normally my curtains were open so that you could see what was going on, but the curtains were closed for some reason, and the first thing going through my mind is, oh, fuck, what are these idiots doing? I left the house for a few minutes, and these dumb cunts are... <laughs> doing something they shouldn't be because the doors are the window the blinds are closed well I walk through the door and there's Funk no shirt on rubbing himself down with a pound of fucking butter and he's he rocked the dad bod long before the dad bod was cool (laughs) 
And as I walk in and notice this, that he's rubbing himself down with the butter, that everybody's laughing their asses off. Oh, this girl that my bully was hiding from that night, well, she laughed. And she left because Cody was climbing up to hold on to my fucking ceiling fan. And he hung on to the ceiling fan with no shirt on, buttered up like a fucking lunatic. And he's swinging around on my fucking ceiling fan. I still don't know how my fucking ceiling fan didn't fucking <laughs> come off. <laughs> oh, fucking funk. I had some good times with that big, fat, greasy Mexican bastard. I'm going to put a couple of pictures of him, or one picture of him as the episode tag on this one. Because this one's kind of all about him. Um, but he, uh, he was always the, you know, working in the bars and stuff. He actually brought me into work in the first bar that I ever worked in. I was 17 when I started there, if I remember correctly. And it was a dive bar in the basement of this shitty, shitty old hotel. We loved that bar. I talked about Big Joe in a previous episode. Well, Big Joe was the manager there. And there was, oh, I think at one point pretty much all of us worked down there, but we all hung out down there. And we didn't work for, uh, we did, we, none of us worked for, Cash, it was pretty much just all of us working for bar tab. And it was the type of place where you walk down the stairs and there's cocaine on the tables and people are smoking doobies. And, but where the bouncer table was, where we all sat, we could see the front entrance way because they had to come down the stairs. So if the cops were coming down, we had signals and people would hide their shit. Well, Cody Funk, oh no, it wasn't Cody that night, but yeah, Cody worked down there with us and there was some pretty crazy shit went on down in there. Um, I still think that place was haunted. I saw some weird shit in there after the bar was closed down and we had this old boy, Barney. He used to sit right next to the bouncer's table and there was at the end of the bar. There was uh, two stools. One was Barney's stool, and the other one nobody could sit in. And Barney came down, and he was an old man. He lived up in the hotel. And Barney would sit down there until closing time and get just absolutely fucking shit-faced every day. Some nights, Barney would get out there and dance with the girls. And the girls loved dancing with old Barney. But you couldn't sit next to him because if you sat to that stool to the, would have been the right of him, he'd lose his mind because he always said that's where his best friend was sitting. And apparently his best friend was one of the ghosts, one of the many ghosts that haunted that old building. The building's been torn down now. That sad day, I was hoping to be home with the boys when that was tore down so we could uh, all lift the glass to the old to the old hotel. But I was too far away and the majority of us were out working. 
But I know there'll be some more stories about the, that, that place that'll come up here later on. Uh, I got a lot of my friends that are telling me they're loving what I'm doing here. And I'm enjoying it. It seems to be almost uh, therapeutic for me to get this stuff off my chest. Some of it I'm not sure how you, all my listeners are going to take it. And, you know, like I've said before, I don't really care. Because it's the life I've lived. And that doesn't mean any of you have to enjoy it. But, uh... <laughs> so many, so many memories start coming through my mind. And I just, I, I lose my, my train of thought. I was talking to a friend here tonight. And he told me I need to start writing down some trigger things for when I'm going to do a recording. But I don't think I'm quite at that point for that yet. I'm just kind of letting it flow a little bit, trying to see how it's going to go. <clears throat> but uh, another time we were uh, the one bar that we used to party at all the time. At one point they brought in a, a dancing cage for the girls that went on this big post up in the, the middle of the dance floor. And uh, a couple years after that, they got rid of it. And, well, Cody Funk, he was living a few blocks away, and they had it out behind the bar. And me and another friend of mine, we asked what they were going to do with it. And uh, they said they were going to throw it out. We said, well, can we take it? And we loaded it up into the back of his old, I think it was a 77 Ford F-150. Beautiful truck. Many, many miles on that thing. Piece of shit, actually. It was rusted out. It was, yeah, <laughs> but it was a beautiful truck. Lit on fire more than once. But anyway, so we loaded the big cage onto the back of it, and we took it over to Funk's house, and we ratchet strapped it to the balcony and drove it into the fucking ground. <laughs> and he come home, and he phoned me. What in the fuck did you do? Son of a bitch knew right away I had something to do with it. So whatever. <laughs> Left it there for a couple of days. And then we went back and picked it up. And we transported it somewhere else. In the same old truck, we uh, took it out to the cabin. There was me. Um, I'm trying to think what I could call him. Because I haven't gotten go ahead to use his name yet, so. But it was his truck. And we loaded up Bruno. And we loaded the cage in and we fucked off out to the cabin. Shit-faced as usual. The cabin was a place we used to go and party at lots. Some great, great stories out there. I won't tell you exactly where it is. It was about an hour drive from our hometown where we did all our major partying and we strapped it to a tree out there and then we turned around and fucked off and we were leaving because the gentleman that it was his cabin him and his brothers they didn't know we were out there to do it and that wasn't the kind of place that you went out to without really having the permission to be there because there was a lot of kids from one of the small towns that used to go out there and party and wreck shit. So, 
But we loaded it or offloaded that because Funk didn't want it in his yard. I think it was Morris' landlord told him to get it the fuck out of there. But we took it out to the cabin and we dropped it off, strapped it to the tree. And I actually think that was the tree that I got strapped to a couple of years prior to that, but I'm not sure. And we'll get back to that story eventually here. <laughs> um, yeah. Then on our way back into town, for some reason, uh, the gentleman that owned the truck let me take the wheel for a half a second, I think, or I just took it and started swerving the truck and I put us in the ditch and this is like, 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, we're all drunk and fuck. Well, there was a quad in the back of the old Ford. So he unloaded his quad and went back to get something. And that's the oil field country up there. This uh, pumper truck come by and asked if I needed any help. He got close to me and he said, I'm not helping you. I can smell the beer on you. And I said, well, I'm not driving. He says, well, if I tug you out, you promise you're going to sit here? And, well, yeah, you're going to pull the truck out. I'm the one I'm the reason it's in the ditch. So, uh, talked him into giving it a tug out. And right after he, uh, like right after he got it out, I shut the truck off and I fired up a smoke and I'm proud of myself. Well, here they come back. And uh, they had, so I don't remember what the hell they went to get or how they were going to get us out, but they had whatever it was and they were going to get us out and they were all happy because I got us pulled out and then we went back into town. I don't really remember what went on from there, but that's just a couple of votes that the Cody Funk kind of touched base on, not really touching too much on them because if you've seen them and you will. You wouldn't want to touch him either. But, uh, yeah, I guess this one's going to be kind of another little bit of a shorter one. Not really that interesting, I don't think. But I had to get another one out here. I'm, I'm struggling with it if I don't let some of this out now. Because all these memories are coming back and I don't sleep. I'm not sleeping at night. So... Like, when I say this is doing good things for me, I mean, it's doing good things. It's getting some of this out. But, yeah, I think uh, we all all partied at, uh, at the out of the cabin there once or twice, and at least. I know there was uh, one couple that started out there, and they, got, they ended up getting married, still together now, like... Fuck, a lot of years later. <laughs> they got to be been together probably pretty close to 20 years now. So it was, it was a good, good, good party spot for us. Oh. No. No, I don't think I'll get into that one here tonight. But uh, like I said at the beginning here, everybody, please like the episodes. If you like them, like them. If you don't like them, comment that you don't like it and why you didn't like it. But do it on the app. Let's get the the algorithms or whatever <coughs> moving around. 
And don't forget, there is a Facebook group that you guys can jump on there and rag on me. Give me your story ideas. You know, let's let's bring some of these old stories up. And uh, as my one friend told me tonight, he wants to be on, but he's not sure if all the stories he wants to talk about involve me. Well, that's fine. Once you're on here with me, because most of these stories that my friends will tell, I've heard bits and pieces, and I've heard two or three different versions of the stories. So why not? Maybe if they kind of went blank a little bit, I can fill in the blank. Like uh, Robin and Trev actually remembered listening to the story about the Mustang that they were there that night at the party. They're pretty sure that they were actually out on the balcony with the girls trying to guess what color their panties were as the Mustang sped away. So I bet you they got a little bit of a take on it too, but I think that story will <clears throat> pretty much be put to bed. Unless, you know, a special guest of mine brings it back up. So this one, I guess I'll probably name Cody Funk, my greasy Mexican, because I talk more about him than anybody else, because he's a cheap cocksucker and can't listen to the podcast because he doesn't have enough storage on his phone, when really I think he should just delete some of his porn and he'd have room. But he's kind of a, yeah, so he, he won't delete his porn because he's a pervert. But that's all right. I love him like I love all my brothers. All right. And remember, Tales of a Messed Up Northern Boy uh, Facebook group. Tales of a Nor or Tales of a Messed Up Northern Boy at gmail.com. And hopefully I will have the YouTube page going soon and be out on more of these platforms. <coughs> All right, I think this one was kind of dry, guys, but uh, have a good night. And remember, walking a mile in my shoes won't impress me. Live 30 seconds in my head, then you'll see why. These are the tales of a messed up northern boy. Peace. <laughs>